0: Welcome to the real film nerds podcast
1: hi everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of the real film nerds podcast since i keep forgetting it is episode 158 the gentleman because i don't know how to look at imdb because imdb sucks and doesn't say the thing in the right way that i want
2: Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Why are you bashing on our unofficial sponsor, Matt?
1: Because they're unofficial and they need to give us monies and fix their shit. Okay. Anyways, my name is Matt. I am one of the two hosts on the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My other friend, my good buddy, Mysterious Mike Talent. There, I put the Mysterious back in. Is that better?
2: Uh, That's good. But she said I'm not mysterious anymore, so I'm just plain talent plane talent
1: so like airplane talent or like just boring plane talent
2: no no if there is plane talent i think that's you you're you're airplane talent matt damn now you're coming up with names so mike how are things uh things are good man things are good uh unfortunately we did we did have a mistake with the the movie that we said we were going to review So, we are going to review it, but it's not quite out yet. It comes out this week.
1: Yes. I'm kind of shocked it didn't come out on, like, Valentine's Day, like what they did with Deadpool.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure why they didn't do that. eh. Would have made more sense.
1: But, whatever. It's cool. All right. So, Mike, this week we saw a movie that neither of us were super excited to see because we didn't think it was going to be good because of his most recent films, and that is Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Okay, go ahead. Give us a
2: rundown, Mike. All right. So, yep, this was uh, directed, and the screenplay was also by Guy Ritchie. Uh, Guy Ritchie was a writer with Ivan Atkinson and Marn Davies. And this movie starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant. And, Matt, I I, I tried my attempt at uh, summarizing the movie, and uh, it's kind of lame, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Gangster story done with fun and flair. A movie about a marijuana drug dealer. Yeah, dude, that was pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty lame. Well, you got yeah, the basics. Yeah, that was pretty lame. I, I, I don't want to give away a lot, but, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a coming back to that style of movie like locked stock and two smoking barrels or snatch but not not quite the same
1: yeah it's a british gangster movie a guy yeah. Ritchie
2: british gangster
1: movie so okay mike so uh the, do, do you have your structure written down in front of you are we structuring it up
2: uh no i don't i don't really have the structure man why, why don't we just talk about what you liked about the technical aspects of this movie
1: smear a little structure on it
2: yeah smear a little structure on it <laughs> i Is like that what she said yeah uh sure maybe <laughs> i don't know i that sure. work there no, no i don't think it does no
1: no a uh, pass uh move along move along sir Star Wars quote, by the way. Nice. Not sir, but move along. Anyways, alright, so the technical aspects, it was fine. It was shot well. It wasn't uh anything special or unique. Um it definitely is in the vein of snatch and lock stock and two smoking barrels. Uh typical Guy Ritchie. It starts out a certain way and then it comes back around to it. Of course, again, Guy Ritchie playing his games and with the story, so it was fine. Uh, nothing special. Oh, uh, one that was interesting was the which uh, um, there's a car accident in the film, and the cameras are in the car, and you never see like the car from the outside, like either the car you're in or the car that hits the other car, and that was kind of unique.
2: But, yeah, and that was done well, really well. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. Oh yeah, it was really great. But uh, other than that,
1: I'd say it was you know nothing. Super crazy, out of the ordinary, but nothing terrible. It was, it was well done. Acting is very good. The story was incredible, of course. Okay, you look like mm-hmm. you're going to talk.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I hate to agree with you, but um, you wow. know, I guess it wasn't. I, I, I <laughs> well, you know, um, it, it was good, man. I liked it.
1: I was surprised. I thought it was not going to be a good movie because his last couple movies were uh, rough. That was uh, Aladdin, which wasn't horrible. Out of all the live-action Disney movies, Aladdin is probably one of the better ones. But again, it wasn't great. And then King Arthur. Did you ever see King Arthur?
2: <clears throat> no, I didn't see that movie, uh, although I heard it wasn't <clears throat> super terrible, but I don't know. What do you What do you think, Matt?
1: Uh, I never saw it, but I heard it was a freaking train wreck.
2: Oh, huh, interesting.
1: And then before that was The Man from UNCLE.
2: Yeah, I saw that one, and that one was okay. Did we review that one, Matt? No, because I have not seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I saw it because uh, I was interested in it, and... It was okay, but it was nothing special. It's like Guy Ritchie has a like love snatch, love lock stock to smoke and barrels. Really like Sherlock Holmes, the first one. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes was good. I, I enjoyed it's, it. it. It's just uh, sometimes the movies, I, I don't know. I guess it, I, it's hard to say what is happening. I, I feel like he was married to Madonna for a little bit, and that, that threw some wrench in there. I don't know probably threw a lot more than a wrench in there, how many people she's been
1: married to. Boom! <laughs> oh, that's what he
2: said?
1: No, I don't know. Yes, definitely. Definitely, a he said. Uh, okay. All right, so let's let's discuss
2: the acting, Mike. What did you think of the acting? Um, I thought it was great. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Hugh Grant's character in this with Charlie Hunnam. I thought they had a, a pretty fun dynamic uh, throughout the movie.
1: I think Hugh Grant gave one of the best performances of his life. It was amazing. It was fun. You could tell he was having a good time. Charlie Hunnam did fantastic. He was smart. He was suave. He was posh. He was poised and intimidating all at the same time during one spe- specific scene.
2: Yeah. So I, I I enjoyed that aspect of the storytelling of a kind of a fantasy mostly reality kind of thing. I I kind of liked how that was done. It was a little different, um, but I like that.
1: Matthew McConaughey did well.
2: He yeah, was- he was really good in it. I wish he was in it a little bit more, but that's okay.
1: Uh, the actress who played his character's wife, whose name I don't have in front of me. Um, I just read it. Hold on. Was that Lynn Renee? Uh, Michelle Dockery. Michelle Dockery. Oh, I went too far down. I think she did a really, really, really good job. Uh, she, again, just like Matthew McConaughey, she wasn't in it a whole lot. But the time she was in it, it was very well done and very pivotal and uh, cringeworthy some of them some of the parts yes okay so mike let's see what else is on the structure i i can't think of anything on the structure we've talked about the acting we've talked about the sets no we didn't talk about the sets how are the sets
2: uh i thought the sets were adequate Atticly. For it, no, <laughs> n- nothing, uh, nothing too special, really. Uh, I mean, they fit the story well. The um, this is about uh, a marijuana drug dealer, so there's a grow operation, and I thought that was kind of cool where where it was set. Um, but you know, I don't want to give away anything quite yet. It's yeah. not spoiler time. We're not in but, the spoiler world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I thought that was uh, well done. It was lit well. Looked yeah. realistic. Yeah, no.
1: Uh how about that uh that uh old boy uh Colin Farrell as coach?
2: Oh, um he he was in it. He was perfect uh like side character. I I enjoyed he's he's not in it a lot either, but I enjoyed every moment he was on screen. It was really well done. Oh, he was hilarious. Absolutely
1: hilarious. I don't think there was one scene in there where I did not laugh, where he was in there because yes, they were serious scenes, but what he brought to it was hilarious. How he did it, it was great.
2: Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all you're gonna say because you
1: can't say much without spoiling it. I know you, Mike, you like to spoil movies, you need to cut it out.
2: Yeah, yeah, me, uh, you know, might as well call me spoiler talent, spoilery,
1: <laughs> Mike, spoiler talent. Yeah, or spoiled talent? Ah. Yeah. Ooh. I bet you text during movies too.
2: No. <laughs> just... Uh the the rare occasion that I'll text it will be right before the movie starts with still in the trailers where I'm just answering somebody's text or something, but I turn I turn my phone and everything into it has like a a movie mode and uh no 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 bright screens, nothing. And I just watched the movie.
1: But the tracking is still on, listening to the movie, recording the movie, oh, seeing oh, what yeah, you're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, all know course. how you like your Apple products. You know, you're a slave yeah. to the yeah, yeah. giant fruit in the sky.
2: Yeah, so we, we, we you know, f- first I say, hey, Siri, make sure you're tracking this. Nice. Oh, she just turned on.
1: Oh <laughs> well, of course you said, hey, Siri, you <laughs> goober.
2: <laughs> Oops. Geez. My bad. Sorry,
1: people, if that works for you. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this on your phone and Mike activates it, yeah, terrible. My bad. My bad. My bad. Well, here, let's just get all of them. Hey, Siri. Okay, Google. Uh, Alexa, there. Now, whatever you're listening on will go off.
2: <laughs> yeah nice
1: not as bad as that south park episode that that shit was oh that was
2: so funny so all right all right
1: i got a serious question for you mike do you think everyone should be in their seats and ready to go when the house lights dim and the trailers are rolling or should it be by the time the credits start rolling for the film
2: uh for me it's it's um, I understand, like if you got to go to the bathroom or you're at the concession stand and they're they're pretty slow. Uh, I'm totally cool with people coming into the movie with the trailers going. Um, I like I said, I'm a little bit guilty of texting during the trailers, but when the lights go all the way dark, like you know when the movie's finally starting, like the credits start rolling or or whatever the intros, because all these movies have. 37 uh, freaking production uh, companies. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) STX or whatever, you know, like there's tons of them Um, or Miramax or Paramount or 20th century. Um, The, those, those things like, I think that's when you should be at your seat and occasionally people come in after that and sometimes late after that. And I feel bad because they've, they've lost some of the movie. They don't usually disturb me, but...
1: There was a couple that came in on this one a full
2: 20, 30 minutes after the
1: movie started.
2: Jeez. Um, At that point, I feel like you've really robbed yourself, or... Now, Matt, you'll be shocked to hear this. Some people go into the movies, other movies, to wait for their main movie. Like, they'll get there really early, and they're like... Uh, what am I going to do? And then they'll just go watch um, another movie until it's time for their movie, and then they'll go to their other movie. I don't know anyone weird?
1: on this podcast that has ever done that. Have you done that, man? No. But I know someone on this podcast that is a firm believer in the double
2: feature. Yeah, but that's different because you're catching the whole movie. Oh, oh. You can't oh, do this right. amateur thing where you walk in 40 minutes late.
1: All right, all right. I apologize. I apologize, movie sealer. Hey, you know, you know the system. Yeah, you do know the system, Mike. Well, I, I agree. I I have no problem with people coming in, but once the, once the movie starts, man, you should be in your seat. You should be ready to go. You're disturbing people if you're not. I text during the trailers. I check my phone during the trailers. There's nothing wrong with that. If I'm really bored, I'll check my phone during the movie, just usually the time, though, but... I have a watch now. Oh, so,
2: oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't usually check the time. Um, I mean, there have been times where I'm like, how long is this movie? But most of the time, that doesn't happen.
1: All right. So, Mike, do you have a question
2: you need to ask me? I do, Matt. I do have a question. Matt, wh- what are you drinking? <coughs> <sighs> well, Mike. Thank you for asking.
1: I am drinking a Blue Moon Belgian White.
2: Oh, okay. Simple. Do you have an orange peel? Hell no. Okay. Is
1: the Belgian White like different than their regular one? Or is that their regular one? No. No, that's their regular one. They just are promoting it on the label? Because I remember it was just, you know, Blue Moon. But I think it's because they th- do a I different flavor. I think it's just the regular now. one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, What What beverage... IPA canned
2: IPA are you drinking today, Michael? It's not an IPA, Matt. Dude, are you sick? No, no, I'm fine. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I don't have that oh, I have been saying this joke so much it's terrible, Matt, but I gotta say it. I don't have that coronavirus with Lyme disease.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I don't like the I don't like the coronas either, so
2: that would be funny uh, if
1: you were drinking a corona, joke. though.
2: Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah, pretty the, rough. the, the yeah, that's a that's a terrible joke. Anyway, clearly um, you
1: never so go on Facebook, ever. Is it on there? There's tons of stupid jokes like that on Facebook. But that was like three weeks ago when it came out.
0: Oh, man, <laughs> I'm so behind.
2: A- anyway, um, I guess I need to hashtag stuff more or something. Uh, I'm drinking a beer from Cigar City Brewing out of Tampa, Florida, and it's called After Sesh. It's a session ale, and it's uh, brewed with orange, lime, and salt.
1: What the hell is a session ale? Did they like make the
2: beer while they were like tokening it up? No, it's it's like a lighter beer. It's more, it's more uh like lower alcohol, like four, like more like a
1: normal beer. Oh, oh, okay. Welcome back to the rest of us that are
2: normal. Uh, What's hello? What's blue moon? uh probably like 4.3 or something you
1: want me to look i'm looking on the bottle hold on 5.4 oh okay 5.4 that's good okay so my turn my turn my turn woo woo
2: yeah your turn your turn woo man excited you get a little blue moon in you that's what she said whoa is that like a smurf thing or what well yeah sure let's go with that
1: but if it's the moon (laughs) that would be difficult to all right we're just gonna stop we're gonna stop right there Stopping right there. Yep. Not getting in trouble. All right. So, Mike, most important question of the entire podcast, how does the gentleman relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
2: So, Matt, thank you for asking. Um, you know, with this this strong cast, you're like, oh, one of those guys has been in the MCU. Nope. Um, not Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell, uh, Charlie Hunnam, or Matthew McConaughey. But luckily, I persevered. The uh, composer of this movie, Christopher Bensteed was also uh, a music editor on Thor well perfect jeremy strong wasn't in
1: uh no man i well i I didn't see oh i'm just asking but i i believe it if you're the one that it's your job to look it up so you know but i you know charlie Hunnam is probably one that i could see in the mcu i i don't really see matthew mcconaughey or um colin farrell or anyone like hugh Grant, especially ever doing an mcu movie Okay. But I can see Charlie Hunnam doing something. You know, a side character of some kind. Yeah. Or villain. That'd be cool. I can see him as a villain. That'd be neat.
2: Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's still like 800 more MCU movies, so we got time. Yeah. It's
1: just just getting started. I don't know. Yeah,
2: that was the completion of, uh, what was that, phase one?
1: Is it phase one or was that phase two? I don't know. Eh, it doesn't matter. Um, no man, they're gonna make Mar- Marvel movies forever just because they make money so much money. Question is, do you think anybody will,
2: people will start getting burned out on them? I think at some point, but if the stories keep, you know, overall the you know there's there's a couple ones that aren't so great Marvel movies, but overall the intertwined story uh, and that stuff. It, is done really well. I think if they keep doing that, I don't know. It could just keep going and, and most of the movies are pretty entertaining. They almost have their own style now, I guess, with the way the humor is and everything. Like it's uh it's kinda interesting. It's kind of developed into a the MCU style.
1: I'm excited to see how the TV shows that are coming to Disney+, Plus, which we got to see a Super Bowl commercial commercial on yesterday. I'm interested to see how they fit in. Because I really like the one I'm looking forward to the most is the WandaVision. Because if that's based off of uh, uh, this comic book run that Tom King did, it's going to be amazing. But I'm not sure if it's going to be. Oh, okay. Cool. So we'll see. Anyways, all right, fine. I'll stop talking about the MCU. We should probably talk about The Gentlemen because that's why we're here. We are yes. both not gentlemen and most of the people in this film were not gentlemen for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, spoilers for The gentleman from here on until the end.
2: So Matt, what would you like to spoil first? Oh, there's so much. There's so much.
1: Uh, I thought it was a cop out how he did the uh Oh, you know, shoot the main character big actor right at the beginning, and then you get the unveil later on that no, it wasn't. It was someone else. I was like that's that's classic guy Ritchie, though, you know, but he did it he did stuff similar to that like two or three times in this movie, you know, like the Russians, uh, okay, like you know, for example, the Russians,
2: yeah, I guess the misdirection kind of. There was just too much of it. Lead the audience in the one way. I guess that was kind of a cop-out, because I was like, really? I mean, he didn't need to do that at all. Right. It didn't advance
1: the story at all. It just has you sitting there going... It could
2: have... Yeah, I think it could have started out just with um, uh, Charlie Hunnam coming home, his character coming home, and uh, Hugh Grant is in his his apartment. And that would have been fine.
1: Or they just could have started out with an introduction by Matthew McConaughey's character and what he's doing and all that and, you know, at the bar and all that stuff. They didn't have to do him getting shot in the head or what looks like he's being shot in the head. Yeah. But whatever, Yeah, you know. It it honestly almost came off like uh, one of those Lincoln commercials because it was just like, (laughs) he's talking to the camera and shit and it's just like, what? Okay, so they're going to sell us a Lincoln before this movie. Wonderful.
2: Yeah. A Lincoln with marijuana. The
1: marijuana Lincoln. Colorado edition. Yeah. There we go. The Colorado edition oh, of the Lincoln. Oh, the
2: Colorado edition. Oh, I like it. It's got little cubbies for all the marijuana. Yeah, you got a you got a
1: auto-roller like in the in the console.
2: <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> oh man. That'd be great. <sighs> um yeah i i think that was a cop-out but this movie was kind of fun like i i guess my expectations were kind of low and because it had been getting rocked by some other critics but i enjoyed it i I thought for the most part it was it was it was kind of a fun ride It, it it's it's nothing too serious and I, you know, would I, would I tell you to go see it in the theater? You know, probably not. But if you got if you got some gift cards to burn for Christmas, or or you're just looking for something kind of fun, it's not really that serious. There, I mean, there are serious aspects to it, but it's I guess there are there's a couple scenes that are kind of serious, but for the most part, it's not too serious.
1: Well, if you listen to me on Magic ninety nine point one this morning. I said it is not worth your time to see it in the theater either, but I really did enjoy it. I was shocked. I thought it was going to be absolute trash, much like you thought, Mike. I thought it was just going to be a bad movie, and it wasn't. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very entertaining, but wait until it comes out on the old Redbox or Netflix or Amazon or one of those guys. It's, it's well worth a watch, but you're not going to get any benefit from seeing it in the theater.
2: Yeah, now there's uh, minimal type action stuff. This movie is more about the story uh, twists and turns, I guess I would say.
1: So what do you think of Charlie Hunnam's scene where they're all chasing down the kids that got the video of the the one kid fall to his death?
2: Oh, I thought that was pretty funny.
1: That was so uh, intense. I loved it. I thought it was great. Because he kept
2: it kept like escalating and getting stuff and then he finally oh i liked how he finally i was like how is he going to get out of this 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 doesn't look good and then I, I i won't give away that part but when it finally gets to its conclusion i was like well i didn't see that coming
1: no i didn't see it coming at all and i was like man he he is a true badass now you know why he wears a trench coat <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was fun. Oh, you know, what was r- something random in this, Matt, that I forgot to mention during the uh, uh, technical aspect. The kind of um, video, like youtube video that the, the coaches' boxing guys did. I thought it was really entertaining and funny. Yeah, what did they call that? They called that, like, fighting oh, they, porn they, or something, right? Yeah, they had, like, a name for it. And I don't know if that's, like, a style of something they do in Britain uh, on, on YouTube, like popular YouTubers. I'm not sure.
1: No, those were some surprise characters that, along with Colin Farrell, I just really thought were great. They were a lot of fun. They were smart and they were violent and they were just not what i expected at all and how you're introduced to colin farrell how he's sitting there just these kids are trying to rob him oh that was so funny in the what was it like a restaurant or something or a bakery or
2: yeah yeah i think it was i think it was a restaurant yeah i don't think it was a bakery but i think it was like a like a sandwich shop or something yeah it was it was
1: a food place of some kind and how he was introduced to him, and he's sitting there trying to teach him like a life lesson as they're trying to like rob him. I thought that was just that's totally like something a teacher or a coach would do that is a badass like that.
2: And it was, it was funny because he kept just like making fun of him like worse and worse. Ah, oh, I liked it. I, it was good. Good scene.
1: Yeah. Colin, Colin Farrell, man, he was really a lot of fun, but I still think Hugh Grant did the best. He was. He was just so spot on, man. So spot on. He was just slimy and creepy and just
2: messed up. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, I liked his character a lot. So good. It was fun. I, I thought the way that they told the story was kind of fun for that that aspect where kind of uh, Hugh Grant's character is recalling what he thinks happened for certain situations and... and uh, Charlie Hunnam's character is, like, just kind of nodding his head, but not really uh, acknowledging anything he said at all, which is awesome. (laughs) Like, just, huh, that's what you think happened, huh? (laughs) Like,
1: Well, it was really unique, too, because you're not sure what's going on, because you find out later on at the end of the film, Colin Farrell, not Colin Farrell, (laughs) Hugh Grant's character wrote a screenplay of these things going on and he's trying to pitch it to Miramax, who happens to be the, one of the production companies on the film. And it was just like, so was this like a hundred percent real or is this them talking about it? And then Charlie Hunnam's in like the cab outside. It was just, it was really, that was a really interesting way to tell the story. I really enjoyed that because he's like saying, okay, cut to this. And then, you know, like the, uh, who is it, Jason Juan's Wong's, Wong's character. Yeah, was like okay, and he's like some badass, crazy, psychotic Asian gangster guy, and it shows him like shooting these fully automatic weapons, and then he's like, Charlie Hunnam's like, no, that's not it at all, and then it cuts back to him just being this suave, like James Bond, like looking guy. It was really fun how they told that story. That's the that's the guy Richie I like, man. That's the fun guy Richie. Give me more of that.
2: Yeah, there was that that part where he's like, and then he kills him, and he's like, no, that he wouldn't do that. And he's like, oh, all right, and he like it rewinds, and then it like changes. I I thought that was cool. How how they
1: told the story was one of the one of the fun, really fun parts about this film.
2: What else do you want to add about uh, Z Gentleman? I went in with low expectations and was pleasantly surprised. So this is another pleasantly surprised movie uh, early this year. You know, like. I didn't know what we were going to get with uh, Bad Boys for Life, but it was actually a lot of fun and uh, quite good. So, I guess, who knows what's happening this year for movies. I hope it's a trend that in the early part of the
1: year, we're going to start getting some of these more fun films. Yeah, they're not going to win any awards. They're not going to be talked about the Academy Awards. None of that crap. But it's still a good time at this year, and it puts butts in the seats.
2: Yeah. No, I enjoy a uh, good time at the theater.
1: Well, and our next film that we sh- are going to go review, hopefully, that I didn't screw it up again, Birds of Prey is actually getting pretty dang good early buzz. People are saying it's really a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like um, a comic book, all women bad guys. So it's kind of like... Um, No, no, I'm I'm blanking on the name. What was the one where she was in it also? Suicide Squad. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like a a female Suicide Squad, right?
1: Yeah, kind of in a way, because, yeah, they are all villain characters, so I think it'll be fun. And, I mean, they got Ewan McGregor in it, too. He's a wonderful
2: actor, and he's a villain, which will be fun, too. Yeah, that will be fun. That'll be fun. So I'm looking forward to it uh margot robbie has been killing it lately with all the movies that she's been doing like she was in uh that um political movie bombshell uh, the fox yeah the bombshells and then she was also um tanya harding and i tanya like she's just been i don't know she's been on a roll doing all kinds of movies she has great range very good range yeah
1: so speaking of ranges mike how many reels Oh, man. Good job. Nice.
2: Nice. That was a good segue. Woo. Yeah, it was. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give this one three reels out of five. I really liked it. Three and you really liked it? Three and you liked it? Yeah.
1: Three and I liked it. Average, Mike. It's an average film. It's better than an average film. It's a four out of five reels, Mike.
2: You know, I wouldn't be as hardcore if I was so lenient on the reels, man. It's three out of five no it's four out of five mike so so matt what did you rate this four out of five <laughs> i know i know
1: i know that's probably too high i was thinking probably three and a half but in the end i just like that guy Ritchie's going back to form you know and he's stopping doing this stupid shit this was back to back to the snatch era which in my opinion is his best movie ever
2: this is a great movie Brad Pitt as a as a, a gypsy or whatever. Oh, man.
1: Love that movie. So good. I mean, that was like... Very Winkle Blue. That was like one of our very first introductions to Jason Statham as a main character.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, that was right before he started doing the Transporter movies. Right. I think it was Transporter right after that. It came out, I think, almost... It was either Crank or Transporter that came out right after it.
1: Like, maybe even yeah. the same
2: year that was the introduction into jason statham and i i loved him ever since so uh yeah thanks guy richie yeah
1: he was so good so good okay mike so next week birds of prey finally even though i screwed up at looking at imdb i will try and remember to look at it properly from here on out our unofficial sponsor of the real film nerds podcast
2: yes yes all right man you are forgiven you are forgiven.
1: But we got to see a movie that neither of us were planning on seeing, and both of us enjoyed it. So it was worth it. It was worth it, man. It was worth and it. And when I saw it, it was worth we saw it a week after it had been out. I saw it on a Thursday, like I typically do. I like to go to the theaters on Thursday because it's less crowded. There was actually quite a few people in my screening.
2: Nice. Um, My theater was decent, um, which is a little bit surprising, so... Maybe it's got some legs. Well, I believe it finished fifth at the box office
1: this past week. So not terrible, but it's not breaking any records. That's
2: for sure. I guess, let's see, what else came out? Hansel and Gretel, and I guess that bombed really bad. And then the, now um, oh, what was it called? The Grace Project? No, no. The, It's like a musical note. Oh, what was it called? If you don't know, I don't know. The Rhythm Section. Oh yeah, it finished badly. Um, so the top grossing movies th- this week, Matt, were uh, Bad Boys for Life, nineteen seventeen, Doolittle, G- Gretel and Hansel, Jumanji: The Next Level, then The Gentleman, Star Wars Episode Nine, Little Women, The Turning, and the Rhythm section.
1: Well, good for Bad Boys for Life, man. I mean, they're t- <laughs> clearly people are liking that movie, so making a decision
2: to do number four was a smart move uh yeah yeah it's got total it's got 148 million and it's only been out for three weeks
1: yeah that that one's gonna be out there for a while man for sure what else you got for me
2: i don't know man i don't i don't, I don't have anything new do you think we should do like a netflix movie coming up or what what are you uh what are you feeling out um obviously well we won't talk about anything on the unofficial podcast or unofficial sponsor because don't want you to mess that up oh
1: no i got it pulled up properly this time see where oh, i screwed oh, yeah? up is when you go to new movies they put the ones that are coming out that week in the tab for in theaters they don't put it under the coming soon and i just don't look at what date so Opening this week is Birds of Prey, The Lodge, Shakira, Malang, Come to Daddy, comedy horror thriller, a man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father. Interesting. And then we dance. That sounds weird. Yeah. A bunch of weird shit. So under the coming soon tab, there's Sonic the Hedgehog, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island, The Photograph, Downhill ordinary love the times of bill cunningham what about love first lady spy intervention emma brahms the boy 2, the call of the wild greed it's uh looks like the next couple of weeks are gonna be a little tough there mike so yes i think we need to do either a tributary or a legacy but you know one thing and i i it's gonna break my heart mike it's gonna break my heart but I don't know if we're going to have time to do it. What's What's Valentine's Day, Mike?
2: February 14th?
1: It's a little bit more important than that, Mike. Uh, the Poindexter Awards, Mike. Oh, yeah. It's our anniversary. Valentine's Day is our anniversary.
2: Damn As it. As a podcast. Yeah. And it's the Academy Awards, Right. right?
1: And I don't know if we are going to have the time to do a Poindexter Awards. I mean, I think we should, but I think we should try and not make it two and a half hours long. (laughs) Because I had a lot of fun, but that was
2: a long podcast, man. Okay. All right. So maybe we'll try an abbreviated Poindexter Award.
1: Well, but it would... All right.
2: But we have to study for it. I have to figure out what we're going to go... We should discuss
1: it, figure out what categories we're going to keep, what we're going to eliminate. But technically, we should be doing that for next week because today is the week that Birds of Prey come out. Next week would be our Poindexter Awards, which would be the 14th. So we'll just push it back a week. How's that? And we'll do the Poindexter Awards for the week of the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. It'll probably go out the 19th oh but the hard part is i'm gonna be in phoenix that
2: weekend ah well we'll figure out something think about it man we'll, we'll we'll figure well, it out
1: let's let's say this let's try and get the Point extra awards done in the month of february how's that
2: okay that so that'll good. give
1: us a couple of weeks but i think we should do it even if we got to do more abbreviated okay anywho because yeah that's a lot of fun i think so
2: yeah no it's good all right well mike
1: i think i'm done I'm spent.
2: Okay. Well, all right, everybody. Uh, Make sure you check us out on the socials Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, come check out next week's episode for real this time Birds of Prey. And uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch
0: a movie. Joining me in studio now on Magic 99.1 from the Real Film Nerds podcast, Matt Hinshaw. Good morning, Matt. Hello, Lisa. Did your team win last night? Uh, Yeah, I was just going for football. Yeah, me so. too. I was cheering for football. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a Cardinals fan too, right? I'm.
1: Yeah, if I had to pick a team, it would yeah. definitely be Cardinals. Me too. Yeah. Me too.
0: But what'd you think? I thought
1: it was a good game. I did too. I, I was worried it was going to be a blowout yeah. high scoring just destruction and yeah. it wasn't it was a really good game back and forth and right. I enjoyed that
0: I enjoyed it too that's exactly how I felt Matt very good so, best commercial but, oh which one Dude, which one did you think I thought it was the Jason Momoa one where he took off his arms and took off his chest and took off his hair did you see that one yes Rocket Mortgage <laughs> I gotta go
1: with Bill Murray and the Jeep oh, because it was very good. I, I just love Bill Murray and I loved Groundhog yep. Day Yep, that, that was movie. a good one too amazing movie yep.
0: yep, some good commercials last night yeah not bad halftime show what would you think there was a, uh, yeah it was interesting. Yeah, a lot of chatter about it being inappropriate and not family friendly.
1: There was a lot of uh, yeah, risque dress. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. And risque shots. <laughs> and shots. Yeah, yes. the the couple that were they were look like they were shooting from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. that was
0: uh... <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. 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 Demi Lovato nailed the national anthem. Yes. She did very good. so good. So good. Very good. Let's talk about movies. Did you see one over the weekend? Yes. What'd you say? It came out not last week, but the
1: week before. There wasn't a whole lot that came out last week. I was hesitant on seeing this movie in the theater in the first place because I wasn't a huge fan of his last movie, which was the live action Aladdin. Oh. But I saw Guy Ritchie's uh, The Gentleman.
0: Oh, okay. What'd you think? I liked it. I he was
1: did. I was shocked. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Do I recommend everybody rush out and go see it in the theaters? Nah, probably not. I
0: came in fifth place at the box office it's this not weekend. A, it's
1: not a must-see, okay. but it was fun. It was entertaining. I liked it. Yeah. It's, um, he, Guy Ritchie's going back to his roots. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Snatch.
0: I did. Brad Pitt. Yes, I did.
1: It's very much in that vein. Okay. And that's what Guy Ritchie excels at. Mm-hmm. Weird, gangster British films that have twists and turns, and yeah, that's okay. what this is. Okay, good. And it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah.
0: How many reels are you gonna give it out of five? I'm going with uh, four. You really I'm are going with four. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was, so
1: you really I was liked wavering it. between three and a half and uh-huh. four, but the story is what makes it, and uh-huh. the acting was great. Hugh okay. Grant. Oh my gosh, really? Hugh Grant was amazing in that film. Okay. Absolutely incredible. Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant. Matthew oh, McConaughey. Don't just
0: skirt over Charlie Hunnam.
1: Charlie Hunnam did great. Okay. He did really, really good. He always, he he's tough when he's like a lead character. And here he's Matthew McConaughey's um, enforcer and sidekick. And he's very posh and put together mm. and intimidating at the okay, same time. Okay, you sold me. It I'm going to see it. I'm going to yeah, see you gonna it. You're going to go see it? Yeah, I'm going nice. to see
0: it. All right, excellent. Four. Reels from Matt Henshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast. Thanks for coming in, Matt. Thanks again, Lisa. You're welcome.